Hello, and welcome back to The Rewind. I'm Josh, and this is a podcast where I watch a bunch of movies and talk about them with my friends. Today's episode is about To All the Boys. P.S. I still love you, and I'm thrilled to be joined for the first time in almost 100 episodes by Denise Ackerman and Lisa Koshbaki as a team. Well, Lisa is becoming a recurring guest, but Denise, we got, we got our back. Guys, yeah. how, 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 thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no, the, the, uh, the first time uh, Denise and Lisa came on was for Two All the Boys I Loved Before, which was the first in a series of three movies about this the series written by Jenny Han. And uh, the first movie uh, obviously focused on Laura Jean Covey, who accidentally had her whose little sister sent out five secret keynotes and one of them to a guy named Peter Kavinsky, who she decided to engage in a fake relationship with before it turned into something more. The second movie, To All the Boys, P.S. I Still Love You, takes place as they are kind of starting their relationship and trying to get through it. But then one of the letter love letters that she never knew uh, actually was received, she gets a response to from one John Ambrose McLaren. And uh, thus we have the love triangle in the premise for our newest movie. Guys, uh, first of all, I want to uh, I want to start with Denise because, Lisa, I already know how you feel about this movie, unless <laughs> your opinion totally changed after your second viewing. So, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 and, uh, so, 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 so I'm curious to uh, talk to Denise because Denise, uh, if I I actually listened to our first podcast again uh, last week, and Denise was actually much more tempered in her praise of the first movie than Lisa and I were. I think Lisa and I actually liked it better than Denise. So I'm curious, Denise, uh, what was your initial reaction to To All the Boys, P.S. I Still Love You? And did you uh, find it to be a strong continuation of this story? You know, it's quite interesting um, because I feel like now, since I went back to watch some of the first film, I, I have a a better opinion of it now, really? especially in the wake of the second film. Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, I want to say that I think I actually enjoyed, I, the, I think it's about the same runtime, right? It was yes. like maybe a 90 yeah. minutes and the other one's about like, this one's about hour. 10 minutes longer. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't enjoyable. I saw it fully last night. Um, and I think, I think I will say that uh, I felt that the narrative uh, unfolded in a a much quicker way and not necessarily in a way that like felt organic or that it like paid off every single character because we had introductions to new side characters like Laura Jean's older sisters, like friend at, at Bellevue retirement home. And then we had, of course, John Ambrose who I actually felt had really good chemistry with uh, Laura Jean, I will say. And I felt that it's interesting she had great chemistry with Peter in the first film, which I felt was sort of lacking in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think overall, as I said, I think it was good to see, you know, a lot of rom-coms with someone who's seen so many of them. It's really, <laughs> the payoff happens when they get together. And then you never see what happens unless there's a sequel of some sort. Well, like, how, uh, well that's all I'm going to ask you. How often are there really actually sequels to these things? Because I think that was one of the more interesting parts of the conceit of this movie is that that's you, it just ends in them getting together. You don't actually ever see what happens after. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's the before movies, but I don't, those aren't comedies. So is there really that many rom-coms where you actually like really follow characters? I would say, I don't think so. The yeah. one that I can, the one series that I can think of is, you know, when they're in Greece, I, I don't know why it's not occurring to me, but it's like the, the mom had like, the, oh, Mama the Mia? Mama Mia, there we go. <laughs> I don't know what, how did that, I had the two brain cells that I have on the weekend. It was like, Mama Mia. <laughs> But you know how Mamma Mia had a sequel of sorts, and so it was like, or at least a reboot. Like you, you, I, that's the only film series I can yeah. think of at the moment that had 
sort of a continuation of that love story. But it, but um, it also went backwards and just followed her mom when she was younger, as opposed to like right. following like one specific love story in a straightforward uh, linear timeline. Correct. That's true. And so you, it, it was like a prequel slash sequel of sorts, but it was like, I often, and I think I have my theories as to why you never see the continuation of like once the two main, main leads get together, that's the end of the film. Um, and I think it's because relationships take work and they take time and there's a lot of it that's fun and a lot of it that isn't and quite boring to everybody else. And so I think it's really a, the thing that everybody likes to watch is sort of the the chase and the, uh, the will they, won't they. And that's, I mean, once they're together, you know, the answer is clear. So um, it's tricky. I, I think that, um, you know, the, the director and the actors had a, had sort of a challenge in that regard because how do you portray something that's fresh when we've already seen the story unfold? Um, I haven't read, I will say I haven't read any of the books. I know there's maybe three or four that uh, Jenny Han has written. So I would, I actually am curious before, I guess, inevitably the third movie comes out. Third one's already been filmed. I don't know when it's coming out. It's already been filmed? Okay. I I think I'm going to read the books beforehand. Because I heard some, yeah, I actually went to read some, uh, some, thoughts that people had on reddit about the film and it's like oh john ambrose acted this way in the book so i'm gonna sort of delve into that uh for myself but i think overall you know i think the the one thing that i really enjoyed from the first film was how much of it revolved around yes there's a love story between peter kaminsky and laura jean but a lot of it's about family um the relationship she has with her older sister and her younger sister the relationship their dad has to these three daughters and like the absence of their of their mom um and you know how she interacts with everyone in the school you know her cousin things like that and I felt like we didn't get a lot of those interactions it was a a lot of it was on this like love triangle between uh them and then like will she you know will she break up with uh Peter like what's gonna (laughs) happen um and I did feel like that was sort of predictable too like did any did either of you think she was gonna end up with John Ambrose that's what I'm curious about yeah, well, I'm going to ask Lisa for her overall thoughts on the yeah. movie in a second, and she can answer your question. No. I'll, uh, I did, well, well, I'll just say that I thought maybe <laughs> I, I knew there was going to be a third movie, so I thought maybe the chance she does end up with him, and the third one is where Peter has to win her back, which I oh, think I, boy. which I think I might have preferred because because like one of my biggest problems with this movie is that like it it kind of like makes John Ambrose as perfect as Peter is in the first one. And then right. make, has Peter done, has do just a bunch of horrible shit. And then I yeah. think the, the movie wants us to feel really happy when they get together at the end, when I don't think Peter's really earned that. So that was no. kind of the, one of the more bothersome things about this movie for me. Even if I, I think I actually might've enjoyed some of the love triangle stuff a little more than it sounds like you might've, but uh, Lisa, I, I know you didn't really <laughs> like this movie. Uh, was, was it because of some of the issues Denise was having or was there other stuff that bothered you about it? Wait, I'm so glad Denise is here because she's so eloquent when she talks. So okay, I'm no. <laughs> but like, even like you two bringing certain stuff up, I'm like, okay, well, I did like it here, but I'm also like really nitpicky, I think, because the first film was just so well done. And like when Denise and I got to talk about it together on the first podcast, we were just like, we oh, well, yeah, Denise is a little more timid than me, but I was like, I think we both shared the, the common thought that it was a really good movie but for me this film was a little bit longer right but it still felt somehow rushed and not flushed out entirely Mm -hmm. and things were left a little bit unexplained i know everyone in their reviews for the film were like how could she clearly not pick john ambrose but you know denise brings up a good point too like relationships are hard and you're supposed to work at it and i like the idea that like 
there was like temptation and she had to process it. And like, yeah. it, but then again, Josh, like you, <laughs> the fact that like that uh, Noah's character, Noah Centineo's character is so like <laughs> villainy in this film. I feel like that can't be, that that was just like an over-exaggeration of his character to make John Ambrose look so good. Um, I guess the best way to describe this movie is like, it feels like a two-hour music video for me. Like, I don't know <laughs> if that makes sense. No, it does. But the, unfortunately, the music in this film wasn't as good as the first one. Because like, like, I just remember that part in the, in the first one was like, shut a little light on. And like, they're all, <laughs> you know, it's just a little bit less memorable, this film. And I actually lost my attentions like my tennis really? fan was not uh, there in the first in the first watch of this. Interesting. Episode. So it's interesting. I want I want to ask you guys um, just and aside before I get to uh, just what oh, kind of goes along with what Lisa was saying about just them making Peter kind of terrible in this movie though. Like I had mentioned <laughs> earlier, uh, they make John Ambrose pretty pretty perfect. And I I I, I just want to ask you. You mentioned their chemistry, Denise. It was also funny when I went back and listened to our podcast a couple years ago. You actually said on the podcast, I, I was rooting for one guy. I really wanted more of one guy. And that's funny that that actually ended up being uh, what happened in this movie. So. Uh, and, and I've actually heard different things from some of the critics I've listened to, but it, I think this movie is probably unwatchable if they don't have good chemistry, in my opinion. But some I've seen a couple of critics say they didn't totally buy it, and I, I, I actually I actually really enjoyed that side of the movie. And uh, at the same time, like I, I understand why like they w- wouldn't want to keep them together for any time past this movie because it's like they're it almost seems like they'd make a better real life couple because they're so yeah. compatible in certain ways. Then it doesn't make for maybe the most entertaining movie if you don't if the, if two people are too similar. Uh, what what did you think about uh, Jordan Fisher as John Ambrose, and were you were you were you charmed by him? Did you really enjoy their chemistry? Did you like that section of the movie where they're just hanging out in the nursing home? Because I think a lot of the movie hinges on that, where you got to like feel that like she actually would be kind of torn. Yes. Well, listen, do you have something to say? I thought you. Were I, was, I know. I'm sorry. I was going to say. Go, 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 go. Did John Ambrose and Laura Jean have good chemistry, or is Jordan Fisher just really charming? Okay, I think it's a little bit of both. I thought about this. Uh, first of all, if I had to have cho- chosen between uh, Jordan Fisher and this Peter Kaminsky, or even the first movie, Peter Kaminsky, <laughs> candidly, I accept this is probably a, a my type sort of thing. But he is so goofy and, like, genuinely a good guy is, is how Jordan Fisher, as uh, John Ambrose, like, first comes off, that you can't help but sort of smile when he shows up. I felt like, and it just seems very easy between the two of them. And like, it, it, it reminded me in a way of like, when you have your first crush, it just seemed that both of them were each other's first crush. That sort of tender feeling, even though it had been like five years since they had last seen each other right. at Model UN, it felt uh, <laughs> really, it, it felt like organic, you know what I'm saying? Like those tender You're feelings right. would never sort of go away. I was laughing at Model UN because I forgot about that. <laughs> I do too. I, my question is that they sort of, I'm curious to know what you guys think about this too, is that like, apparently they grew up together, but I thought in the first film when he was in Model UN that he was sort of like, well, he moved away. I don't know. I felt it's like very weird. I was going to ask you guys about that too, because yeah. like, I mean, yeah. it's a little. They would kind of fudge it because the letter is addressed to Oregon, and now he's like going to a high school in the same area. But at the same time, like if they were that close that they're like bearing time capsules together in two thousand 
2014 or 2015, five years before? Like, should, shouldn't these kids have, like, stayed in touch on social media? I mean, like, we're, at, the t- at the time we did the first podcast, I was at least within 10 years of being in high school. I'm now outside of 10 years uh, of being in high school, so I really don't know what the kids are doing. But, like, I feel like kids that were all tight when they were, like, 11 or 12 would have, like, stayed in touch on social media, too. So it's like, I, I couldn't really tell how far out of her orbit this guy actually was. But, you know, I guess they hadn't spoken for a while. Well, that's another small thing added to the film is so many things changed, like the actor changed, the like storyline changed. You're kind of like, okay, I guess we're going to go along with it, you know? Yeah, I think because I'm so used to watching so many of these films, my <laughs> I think my threshold for like disbelief is quite high. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to roll with it and see Mood. how it goes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, let's see what happens. Um, but yeah, I really thought it sucks because, as I said, I went back to watch some of the this really like iconic scenes from the first film that everybody sort of talked about when that film came out. And Peter was a really good guy at his heart. You know, he's like a jock and you're all, you're expecting things to, but he, he was a, a, a truly good guy. And so it seemed weird that once you get, he gets the girl, things are so like, he's so boneheaded about it. Like, well, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get her, uh, uh, um, what's the word? Like, I'm not going to get her, a uh, singing telegram. Yeah, singing telegram. I was thinking the word telegram. I was like, but it's a singing telegram. Well, no, that wasn't a boneheaded thing. Like, I was like, wow, this guy actually nailed Valentine's Day. He knew that that wasn't her type of thing. thing. And, I mean, I was going to ask you guys, was that locket actually nice? I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be, like, legitimately nice or, like, <laughs> it's nice. A, 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 was it a nice thought or not? Was it nice yeah. to look at? Or I think, for me, like, it's nice for a high school boy standards. Like, <laughs> if I had gotten such a thing in high school, I think I would have been really touched by it. Like, I had a, a guy once gave me um, – this is a true story from Valentine's Day. Back in high school, oh my God. He gave me a, um, it was a, a, oh my gosh, it was a stuffed animal. It was a strawberry from Ikea. <laughs> and oh. it had a face on it. It was very cute. It was a very nice thought. So I was really touched at the time, like 15, maybe 14. So um, I think at that age, like anything sort of feels like, oh my God, it, you know, it's love. And, so yeah. I, I thought it was nice that he was thoughtful enough and he knew that what, that embarrassing her in a, in a classroom with a bunch of singers wasn't her thing. And he was thoughtful. He brought her to the place where they first kissed and he gave it to her. And, I'm always, and I, I actually like that part of the movie where even though if it might be kind of unrealistic for Peter to always be as perfect as he was in the first movie, I thought one of the cool things about this movie, like we were talking about earlier, is that you don't usually see what happens after they get together. And like you said, relationships are work. And it makes sense that like someone who's on a different level as far as experience like her would be going through all these insecurities even as he's mostly doing everything right aside from like plagiarizing the valentine's day poem everything else everything else he does is pretty much right up until halfway through the movie and and i and i still like the fact that you know she has this really good chemistry with a a different guy who she doesn't feel these insecurities with and i actually that's an interesting continuation of where a a rom-com might drop off or leave off at the end of a movie before and when you don't see the rest of the story but like I just didn't like how it was like really hard to watch just like how big of a bonehead uh, then Peter actually was after after that. And, and, and I thought it was a kind of a dumb mistake on her part, too. Like, I, I thought she was smarter than that, where she like, what did she think was going to happen when they threw this time capsule party? And she doesn't say like, oh, by the way, like, I'm actually dating Peter to John. It's like, what, 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 where did she think that was headed? But like yeah. everything up until that point in the movie, I really like. I'm curious to know what you guys think about this, because I thought about it so I, I actually relate to Laura Jean in many ways because I think she's very in her head, which I think mm-hmm. I've, I've had that sort of thought where it's like you project what you think the other person is going to do or say, and right. often it's not the case. And so I thought it was, that was one of the aspects of the film that I really liked in that, like 
well, maybe he did th- these things with, you know, Jen, his ex-girlfriend. Like, maybe am I being the girlfriend that he wants? I don't dress up, you know, I don't dress up for the, the games. And so it's interesting because they weren't sort of talking, communicating about those things to each other. They were just sort of uh, internalizing how they felt. But we've all been there, and I think— Well, they talked about base jumping. Yeah, they—well, I, I think that was actually quite realistic, and yeah. I thought he, he treated it very well. Like, yeah. when you have a mismatch of of, of uh, experience and then, you know, her fear that, like, if she didn't sleep with him, for example, he wouldn't, you know, is, is, she, is he wasting his time, that thought? I think he treated that really well and very maturely for, a, like, a teenager, yeah. as so-called in that film. Um, but I, you know, I, I think what's, what's also interesting is that like, and she says, Laura Jean says this, is that, you know, I thought that when I got a boyfriend, no other, like, I wouldn't want to even look at another boy. That's not realistic. And I think that a lot of other films sort of make us believe that, oh, he's the only one for me when, you know, in adult relationships. And I think this is their first sort of foray into that reality is that you might be attracted to other people and it's working through those things. If you feel Mm -hmm. like the relationship is worth it. I think they rushed it this time around. Like when, when she kisses him and she's like, he's like, it's Peter. You know, I think there could have been the way this. Yeah. I agree with both of you. Everything happened in the last 30 minutes in a way that didn't feel organic, but I thought the questions that were being brought up were pretty mature for a, for a uh, teen rom-com. I have a question. One thing about, uh, I don't know how, how you thought they handled this, Lisa, but being friends or being still connected to your exes some way, how do you think the movie handled that? Cause it's, I, I can't tell if it really thinks we should be on uh, Peter's side with respect to like how much he's there to comfort Jen. Right. See, kind of going off that, like my whole thought process right now is like as an English major, like <laughs> as an English major. Head, for me, like, I hate saying that phrase, but like, welcome to my TED talk. But like, <laughs> the, the for me, like a film, when it does a good job, especially in, the, uh, I guess, in a rom-com, like I get, rom-coms are tough too, because you don't want to, I don't know. But my whole thing is for this film, if we just focused on, you know, kind of what, what Denise was saying, the idea that like, we're all happy it's a sequel to a rom-com. We want to see what happens post them getting together. If they focused on like the trials and the kind of communication issues you're going to go through once you're starting a relationship, especially in high school when you're so new to it. If that was the main focus, I think it would have gone better. I just feel like like they brought in the Jen stuff again, and now, like, Jen's vulnerable, which is, like, awesome, but Mm. it just came out of nowhere. And, like, not to be... I guess I hate to be this person, but you could really feel the tone change in this film because... You know, the first film was directed by uh, a female, Susan Johnson, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this film was directed by a guy. And so just like, I mean, just throw <laughs> that out there. There's a little bit of a tone change, and I feel like maybe a woman director would have done a better job at expressing, you know, kind of communication issues when it comes to relationships. So I don't know. But especially from Laura Jean's point of view, you know, so I don't know. You could kind of feel it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I guess my problem might have almost been more with the writing than the direction because it's 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 very weird. They keep having like, – a big crux of the second part of this movie is, you know, Laura's blaming herself for not getting over Jen when, like, Peter just keeps doing a bunch of dumb shit to justify her actually feeling that way. But then we have to watch her beat right. herself up about it. It's like, you know – it's a, sure, it's a nice thing to do to comfort someone whose parents are going through a divorce, but, like, there's something to the idea that, like, when you, you, you shouldn't be, like, you know, going off to, like, cuddle with someone that's, like, your ex without telling your 
current right. girlfriend or like right. he makes it very exp- it's, it's actually explicitly laid out in this film that like once within the context of this film and within the previous film peter straight up lies to Laura Jean about the fact that like Jen took the video and posted it and it's like that's like a really really big thing and it's like yeah. really messed up and like and then we're supposed to like i mean i guess there's something to the idea when she gets back together like when she apologizes to jen for not being over her and it's like she, jen still never apologizes for doing that and that she's never put on the spot about it and right it's just, it's just like it's like a whole lot of the movie of like Laura Jean like beating herself up about not being mature enough in a relationship which there's some truth to that that she wasn't but at the same time it's like it's they're not really fully like enga- they're not really <laughs> engaging with all the messed up stuff that everyone else did in this movie which is like are really big right. issues these days like revenge porn and stuff like that like I, it seems like it just kind of like wants you to like it wants to bring it up as like a like a conflict for peter and laura jean but like doesn't really want to seriously engage with like the ramifications of that and like it, i don't know right. it just kind of bothered me no i was gonna say the same i i fully agree with you josh i think that you know so much of this like there is a lot of assumptions i think that the writer and the director want us to do and like sort of brush off some really some really not okay things as i like this idea that you know i tried to put myself in laura jean's shoes right i think that like peter in that like sort of confrontation they had when they broke up right uh, right where, right when Peter was going to get on the school bus, it's like all of her insecurities are getting sort of confirmation from him. He like, made oh, her I'm feel sure. bad about not dressing up like a fucking cheerleader before that right? too. Yeah. Like what? I that's playing right into her insecurities. She's an introvert. Like, what are you doing, Peter? Like, don't be a jackass. And I think a lot of that too, like not <laughs> not to be like boys will be boys, is that like sometimes sixteen year old boys or fifteen year old boys say the dumbest things, really. Uh, <laughs> So I think, I think I could feel that he genuinely cared for her. Like, you know, when, when he took her out on that date, the first, you know, I've never been on a date. That was that first opening yeah. was sort of really uh, tender and sweet, right? Everybody knows what their first, I don't know if you guys remember your first date ever, but. Uh, did you, did you I, ever get I, taken out to a restaurant that nice when you were 16? No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. He, you know, I think we all sort of in high school, like the thought that like somebody would take you to like a McDonald's or a Dairy Queen and buy like a <laughs> yeah. was like the wow romance. I think my first one was like a Denny's, like low key. A Denny's? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Mine was, oh my God. I was actually a freshman in college. So I didn't, I was, I think. Yeah, I didn't all, date in high school either. No. So I, the first date I ever went on was, uh, we went to get coffee. So I, yeah, coffee. Yeah, we had coffee. That was not. I, That's nice though. Yeah. but it's still not that kind of fancy restaurant. No, like, no, I have yet. To, I took I, my first date was at Carabas, so I think I. I, I mean, cool. but not. But, but I mean, as a chain though, like it wasn't it like Peter. Peter really went all out. Yeah. yeah. And then, so I thought that was really earnest and nice. Like he, you know, he he probably worked x amount of shifts or like worked for his dad to get the money to pay for that dinner i thought that was quite nice P- no, Peter, um, peter's dad abandoned him oh my god you're right <laughs> <laughs> oh my god he you know he he must have earned the the money in, in a way that you know what i mean so yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, yeah that's so, oh my gosh you guys have been exposed but uh but I, that i could feel like like his love or like affection for Laura Jean at especially at the beginning I never like called into question but that was the part that made it so weird when he did this 180 and just started doing like crap that would make anyone sort of insecure you know yeah I mean there's like a fine line between him fighting against the dumb jock impulses which are like 
ultimately like he's still where he's still well meaning, but then him doing shit like like making fun of John about his stutter. Or, oh, yeah. or like, yeah. get, or, or like, literally, he, I, cool, I, yeah. One thing that I noticed more in the second rewatch that, I, or on my rewatch than I did the first one, was that he legitimately gets mad at Laura Jean for the appearances of John bringing pizza to the time capsule party, but right. then, but then expects her to just be totally chill with him, like literally, be, like embracing Jen and be like, yeah, but I'm just there for her. And it's like, what, what appearance do you think is more harmful, like that or like someone bringing pizza to a party? Like, get over yeah. yourself, man. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we are the number one anti-Peter Kavinsky stan is Josh, and he's yeah, literally. <laughs> I like the guy in the first movie, but it was like it, it just made me it just made me really mad how like and I don't mind him doing dumb stuff, like I said, but like I feel like the movie like wants you to get over it by the end. And it's like no, I'm not over this yet. I'm sorry. I agree. I would have preferred her to end up with candidly with uh, John Ambrose and sort of navigating the fact that she has an ex and a current relationship, or like are they together now? Is it like a rebound? I think that would have been a more interesting tension. Because now, now, I'm, now I'm worried that yeah. Because now I'm worried that the next movie is just going to be like the same thing again. Because I don't know where else the story can go other than like them like having to break up and then get back together at the end of it. Like where right. I, I guess you if you if you read the books, like maybe you'll then like have a better idea of like maybe you'll read the book before the movie comes out, Denise, and you'll be able to tell us. Oh no, they actually have a good story yeah. here to work with. But like I don't really know what other else they can do if if, if it seems like it's preordained that she and Peter are going to end up together at the end of this trilogy. Like it's just going to probably be the same thing again with like him doing something stupid and then breaking up and then getting back together. Like what else is there to make a movie out of? Oh, <laughs> so Lisa, oh, Lisa I think you might have broken up for a second. Oh no! I was just—I was thinking. Sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I, was gonna, so, I felt like I've been talking so much. I was like, "Lisa, please. yeah, I want, I want, I want to get her a chance I'm to jump so in." I'm so glad to have you <laughs> here. <laughs> I just add like two sentences, but like you're so eloquent. You have a, you have a lot of good things to say. No, <laughs> I'm like dissociating because I'm trying to think hard about this film and like where it's gonna go. And I don't know. It's just I because like I know everyone's saying like like why did she pick John Ambrose? But I'm kind of. I'm kind of happy she picked Peter in the end because realistically, like, as a high schooler girl, like, that's, like, that's, like, the high school dream to, like, end up with the, with the football jock, like, you yeah. know, and see how it goes. So, like, in the end, it makes, like, high school me would have chosen <laughs> Peter, too. Right, that's, I I disagree though. I agree. I, like I would have chosen. John. I think I'm just. Like, well, I can see how John Ambrose might be more your type, and but, <laughs> but, but, but you even. Well, I mean, you even said that earlier. But at the same time, like I think I do have to take a step back when watching stuff like this and have to like understand at the same time that like, and I struggle with this. And I like movies about high school and stuff, but I struggle with realizing that like I'm an adult now, and like high schoolers yeah. are going to make dumb mistakes, and right. not everything. Everyone is going to be a totally rational actor. So I'm not so mad about the fact that she ended up with him as much is how we got there and uh and and that i don't know if the movie like has its morals in a completely like pure place at the moment um uh denise are are you are you caught up on like watching the bachelor do you still do that yes so i i have many thoughts about this (laughs) so i mean like we gotta be careful here because like we could we could easily do like another two hours just talking about the last two seasons of the bachelor but i I just thought of it as we were in this point in our discussion because uh last season uh the last season the bachelorette involved uh hannah brown making some very dumb decisions with regard to the men that she had to choose from and now we've seen the same thing with i mean she was 24 i think in the filming of that season and uh this season of the bachelor has peter who 
is uh, Peter, ironically enough, who is uh, who, who is like 27, I think, and he's making like really dumb decisions. So it's like it's just funny because those are some of the most high profile instances of us getting to watch people make bad relationship decisions in real time. So it's like if people that are like 24 and 27 can't see like really blatant stuff, then like maybe we should give movie characters a pass too. It's just I wonder like just ha- exactly how much I should be nitpicking this, you know. So in a rom-com, everything has to be so neatly tied up. And then I think also just putting a bunch of people in a situation where they're isolated from their family and their friends uh, who cannot help them make good decisions. Right. Uh, It also factors into some of the ridiculousness that uh, ensues on every season of The Bachelor, but has shown up in especially in the last season because uh the producers have uh, some sort of death wish i guess or that's fair it might not be really, it might not but it's i guess it's not the most apples to apples comparison but that was no, that was where my head went but it's a good point because i think that we you know that all as now in my early 20s i i, I think oh you know at 16 i was so silly and i had these notions and i you know thinking about exes and things like that but i you know i i wonder because when you're in when you're in a situation where you really care for someone or you have the, the sort of rose colored glasses on, it is easy to make bad decisions because you're already invested. So I understand Laura Jean, this is her first boyfriend. She feels like maybe there's unfinished business left. Like there's experiences that the two of them haven't had yet. And she wants to explore that. And so I, I actually, I understood sort of, the motivation and like, okay, I candidly, she's just getting to know, uh, John Ambrose. Maybe this transpires over the course of two weeks. She doesn't really know him. Uh, and so I get it. She has way more history with, um, Peter with Peter. So, uh, yeah, first people make horrible decisions on the bachelor. I would love to, have another, you know, have me on to talk about The Bachelor because I could absolutely do it. There's too many Bachelor, not that there's not too many movie podcasts out there, but I'm already, like, embarrassed by the amount of time. I'm not embarrassed that I watch The Bachelor, but I'm, I'm embarrassed by how many hours of my week I invest into listening to Bachelor podcasts now. Uh, so okay. I, 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 can't, I can't really add to that. I can't be responsible for adding to that, but uh, we could talk, off, talk offline, but I do think maybe it does uh, push the I do think it's interesting how maybe it, it's in a way pushes the rom-con genre forward a little bit to, like, have a movie be about someone making bad decisions it's just i don't know if i don't know if the filmmakers actually see it as bad decisions and that's why i wish maybe they just like left the revenge porn element of this out and then maybe Mm -hmm. i would be just like a little more amenable to the overall decision making but it's like that's almost like it's just like a bridge too far for me to get to it you know i was like i i don't know if i can really forgive this like the movie wants me to but even if like i'm i'm fine with her ultimately ending up with him even if it doesn't make a ton of sense for that be to be the choice that that person makes based on everything that the audience has seen what did you guys think of, uh, just on a lighter note, what did you guys think of uh, the, the nursing home in uh, Holland Taylor as Stormy? She was pretty fun, wasn't she, Lissa? I kind of liked that. I did not expect, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did not expect her to play in the movie. It was kind of a nice touch. It felt a little bit out of place. I don't know if it felt <laughs> that way, too. Like, I feel like she's too fancy for this movie, if that makes That's sense. That's a really fancy uh, nurse retirement home in general. It is. Right? It's and then she's all, like, she's all like fairy godmother-ish. She's like, darling, like you don't have a dress? I was like, what? Is I have four ex-husbands. <laughs> I thought she was going to break out with that Shrek musical, like, you know, the fairy godmother sings? Yes. Get a hero. Like, hit it, boys. boys. It was a nice touch. It felt a little out of place, but it, it didn't. It didn't hurt, and it didn't help. I guess. 
I like this idea. I don't know how you guys feel, but the dynamic, I never got to work with um, older people. Like the volunteering that I did was like, I volunteered at my public library, library in high school. And I also, um, I worked with like animal organizations. Um, but I think there's something really tender, which is not explored that much between like a teenager with somebody who's like an older person who has lived so much of their life. They have lived at that, like, first love before so I think it was again I thought the introduction of it was interesting was the was the interactions organic and again we've talked about the pacing problems this movie has there's just so much going on that not enough time is taken like for example I'm curious to know what you guys think about um this like love interest that the dad has in the neighbor it felt like like the kitty has her like Kitty is like the character who tries to get everyone together. She's like, oh, it's like, reminded me of Midsummer Night's Dream, where like there's that one, <laughs> you know, dusting off high school English, where it's like, you know what I mean? Where it's like that one character who was getting like the fairy, uh, the I queen think, fairy, getting all everybody together. So I'm I curious. think Kitty needs to make a friend. Uh, I mean, it's like, it was clear the dad and the the lady across the street were kind of into each other and they probably would have ended up together without the kitty's involvement. Kitty needs to go hang out with some people her own age and stop meddling in other people's lives. That's just my, that's just my two cents. But I kind of like that the dad found a new relationship. I felt like it was time, but also it might've, did you guys think it was too much of a side story for what was going on already? Or did you guys like enjoy it or? I mean, they didn't invest that much time into it, so it's it's right. it, it's Let's fine. Distract. It's whatever. It gave them the opportunity to talk a little bit more about their their mom when they, which I mean, kind of interesting that like the 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 new the new lady in the in the room seems to be so down to just talk so much about the guy's uh, late wife. But wh- whatever, I guess that's right. I, I guess she's gonna you have to live with the fact that that's woman's always gonna mean something to these potential uh, younger girls that are are now gonna be a part of her life if she gets involved with this guy. And I guess mm-hmm. they they liked like bring that back because like you guys said earlier so much of that first movie was about family uh mm-hmm. so i mean again I, I i i think that there wasn't like another part of this movie that i really felt like uh or i guess if you want to say like chunk out all of that stuff and then like add in 10 to 15 minutes of like peter actually putting in the work to redeem himself that's maybe right. one way this movie would have been fixed for me but i didn't find that stuff bad inherently in and of itself it was just there are other there might have been other places where i thought this movie could have devoted a little more time wasn't anyone surprised that josh sanderson and like her like laura jean's older sister i don't maybe they had other schedule like they had scheduling conflicts but i would have liked to see mm. them both in this film i no. felt like yeah no i disagree interesting yeah, okay. i mean her her, it's, her sister yeah. is like 35 years old in real life and it's distracting and that just like okay. took that took me out of the first movie <laughs> and uh and josh like i think he just graduated or no actually no it's still the same school year isn't it i forgot, yeah like yeah i forgot that it takes it yeah. I, 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 for, I, for, for a moment when i was watching the movie i was like it would make sense because her sister's like two years older than her and it would be kind of weird like how many seniors actually dated sophomores when you guys were in high school like that wasn't that maybe like yeah. maybe like uh-huh. one year age difference dating happened in high school but not two years so that just would have been it, it would have been i think it, josh had to have been maybe a year older than laura jean so for a second i was like oh maybe he like graduated or something but it's still the same school year, so it is a little weird that he's the neighbor and he's just like not in the movie at all. I thought it was a bit odd. I was like, "Where, where's, where's our cast of characters?" But <laughs> no, no, fun. the sisters in Scotland. It's understandable. She's, yeah, she's she went to college in Scotland, which is weird, but that's and what Andrews. she did. Yeah, um, true. So yeah, I was. That was the one thing. There was a lot of like 
that was something that I missed. I will say like so much of this movie was about, you know, working the trials and tribulations of the first love or like, and then, you know, this guy that I thought was cute is coming back, but I, Oh, I have a boyfriend. So what do I do? Like, those are all great questions to have, but I, I don't know. I missed, I missed that like really fuzzy feeling of like the family coming together in the first film. So yeah, I don't know if we're there yet, but can we talk about that ending also when we get a chance? Because oh yeah, uh, I have a lot of thoughts. When you say when you say the ending, uh, what are you referring to specifically? I don't mind talking about that now, but I, I we kind of already talked about who ends up with who. What when you say you want to oh. what, what 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 moment are you thinking of when you say that? I mean, like the way they went like grease mode with that ending, and they were like yeah. <laughs> they were like kissing into into the. Face. I was uh, like, what? Uh, uh, is- I was like, this is not happening, you guys. Like, this is so cringy. I was like, that is not happening right now. <laughs> I don't know how you guys felt. Well, about it, but- I didn't really. I was already just kind of disgusted at that point in the movie because I just like, <laughs> I, I, I just, I just didn't like how it even got to that moment. I didn't really care so much about yeah, the actual filmmaking in and of itself. I was just like so much happens in that last 10 minutes and i'm just like i get it if you don't feel physical chemistry the first time you you kiss a guy but like i was just mad at that point that i was like all right now she just all of a sudden knows she's in love with this guy that's done so many terrible things in the last 20 minutes of this movie and i was just like (laughs) i was just so out on it already that like i wasn't really i wasn't really analyzing it any further i was like this is dumb and that was where i was at i mean what did you what did you think about the execution of this that final sequence denise i again i thought first of all so bad for poor Ambrose. Did you see that like hard? That guy is gonna look? kill it in college. That guy's gonna. Oh. That guy's gonna kill it in college. I don't feel bad for him. I think <laughs> the girls are gonna be smarter there, and he's gonna have them all over him. I don't feel bad at all. I don't. I. <laughs> he looks like Jordan Fisher. He's gonna be fine. <laughs> no sympathy. Nope. That's like <laughs> he's gonna have a much easier time of it than I had in college. I guarantee you. Um. Yeah, but you know, I did feel. I felt bad for him at the end of the film because. In a way, like, I don't know, I, I just, I felt bad for him because he knew that it was never going to work out. And so then it, I just thought it was weird that he was so, like, mad at Peter. And then all of a sudden, like, all of the things that she had an issue with, she, she yeah. kisses this other guy. And suddenly it doesn't matter anymore. Like, and then, it, and then having him, like, having Peter show up too little too late, man. Like, I know you don't like to drive in, uh, in the snow. Okay. And, like, I just didn't feel... I agree. He didn't earn it, and I didn't particularly care whether they got together or not. Break my heart a thousand times, Covey. Break it over and over again. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you so much for showing up. It was, so, it was just so lazy. It was, it was very lazy. Training. I, I, I think this would have benefited from an almost two-hour runtime, to be honest with you. Like, if yeah. they had spent 20 more minutes, this could have been... I mean, in the, in, the, in the ways that rom-coms sort of, like the plot holes are there or whatever, but things could have been a lot more, I think, cohesive if we had had a little bit more time. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I agree. I, not only with her and Peter, but with her and Jen, because for some reason the movie really seems both in both, in both movies have really seemed to want us to get on Jen's side when I really have seen almost like zero redeeming things about her at all as a person. And she seems kind of terrible. It's like they had, they had, they just had some more work to do with, with both of those characters. And that's that, I don't know, that just, it just really bothered me. What do you guys think about uh, um, anatomy class in high school? Did you get through it okay? I I didn't have it, but I think I would have asked to 
I would have asked to be excused. I don't think I can. Uh, I, I can. I, no, I'm, 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 I'm totally like Peter. I, I I just had to bring that up before we finish because yes. you know when I was in high school, I mean I was a I was a nerd. I was a straight A kid. I was I graduated fifth in my graduating class, and I straight up took an F on a quiz. And, 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 well, I, t- I got an F on a quiz in anatomy. I just like straight up was like, nope, not not cutting this pig open. And like there was like a whole thing where I had to dissect the fetal pig, and I just couldn't even look at it. And then you had to do a quiz where you pointed to each body part on like a little diagram on the paper and you had to fill out what each body part was and i literally got an f and i was like i i, I, I you're kind of an asshole in this movie peter but i i feel for you right now because i've been there and uh, that, <laughs> no. I, gotta, I gotta i gotta say that so as much as i hated peter in this movie i did sympathize with him at one point <laughs> right that's the only point i'm just kidding <laughs> um uh, listen is there anything else about this movie you want to talk about i mean you already talked about a little bit about the music video part of it i don't know if you had any other deeper thoughts on the soundtrack or just anything else about the movie that i forgot to bring up that you want to talk about Ooh, why do I have to go first? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's still a it's, it's still a very rewatchable slash rewatchable film. I would watch it again in the near future. The music what I mentioned before wasn't as good as the first one, in my opinion. It wasn't as memorable. Um, but, you know, this film has the same, like, quirky aesthetic and characteristics as the first one, so that's a good reason to watch. And Jordan Fisher does a great job. I'm a huge fan of Ross Butler. I think he does a fun job. Oh, I wish yeah. He, I wish he had more about lines than... <laughs> is, is he the guy that, like, uh, the other jock that gets with Chris? Yes. Oh, okay. oh, he, I like him because he seems just, like, a genuinely, like, right? a small, like a kind person. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what else is he in? He was in the first season of 13 Reasons Why, right? What, what else Riverdale. Is he in? I oh, thought okay. he was. Okay, I don't was watch he, Riverdale. No, maybe. I think he, okay, I think he was Reggie for, like, a second on the first season of Riverdale, and then they That's switched him out. That's what someone said. Yes. And they switched him out, actually, for, for um, uh, uh, what's his name? He was in, um... He's dating, he, he just broke no, up with the, what's he her name? Mila Mendes, yeah. Yes. Who's also on Riverdale. Um, yeah. Uh, Charles Melton. Charles yes. Melton. Charles, Charles Melton. So, I, I think he had, a, like, a brief stint on another CW yeah. show. Oh, he was in, he was in Shazam. He was one of the Shazam, superheroes, yeah, he was one of the superheroes at the end that one of the younger kids turned into. Ooh. Okay. Uh, so he was fun to see in the movie. Yeah, but, I, I like that act. I like that character. I like Chris too as a character. Like she's there to like give the funny jokes quickly mm-hmm. and get get in and out and isn't like overused. Right. I like her. Uh, there, there was one other thing I wanted to say. I, I you know what? One scene I really liked. I forgot to mention because we it's funny because we got, we all kept talking about the family stuff and there there is a pretty long scene in the beginning of the movie where they go and they hang out with the family at some kind of uh, Korean oh, yeah. K- Korean heritage event <laughs> and I thought the scene with her cousin was hilarious. That was funny. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> I was. I thought it was. I. I think it was really cool because again, we didn't get to see that much of her mom's culture and like how much of that has impacted her life in the first film. So I thought it was a really sweet, a sweet way to because again, like even with the absence of her mom, it's nice to see that her maternal grandparents and like her maternal extended family still like welcome uh, their son-in-law with open arms and like mm-hmm. it's still a connected family. I thought that was really nice to watch. Very sweet moment yeah and that their dad cares that much about like keeping them kind of with that side of the family and uh, yeah. con- connected to it but the the the, the, co- the cousin just like being so disgusted with her until she finds out like the more scandalous things she has done i just <laughs> I, I i just thought was really funny uh yeah. I, I like that a lot uh denise anything else about the movie that we didn't touch on that you wanted to shout out um no i oh i will say i think i was very unfair to lana condor in the first film because i thought that she and now having watched the second film and sort of talking about the motivations of like what a 16 year old 
a 16 year old girl is sort of feeling and thinking. Um, her, her performance is really sweet and nuanced, very introverted. So I, I thought she did a great job this time around. So Lana, I'm sorry. I did. I was very <laughs> first time around. I mean, it is, but, a, it is yeah. a hard character to play, I guess. I mean, I, I really like it, but it's like an introvert. That's like, I don't know, not totally defined by being an introvert. Like she has a backbone at times and she stands up for what she thinks and doesn't get pushed over. And I, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think it is a really good performance that she gives, uh, throughout these movies. Uh, and I, and I, and I like her a lot. Um, guys i think i think we pretty well covered it so i uh i really appreciate you guys taking the time to join me this is really fun once again uh denise before we sign off is there anything you would like to plug personally whether it be your your twitter account or any other kind of work or one thing we've started doing since the last time you were on here uh was that at this point in the podcast where i normally just used to have people plug social media people started plugging other things they recommend that they've been watching recently so if you want to plug your twitter account or something like that you're welcome to do that or if there's something else on tv that you've really discovered recently that you're enjoying or a movie uh you can talk about that too. Is there just anything else you rec- want to recommend or plug? Yes. So I actually, I was, I think I, last year I said my LinkedIn, I was going to say that again. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> the last thing I watched, it's funny. It relates to film in some way too, is that I actually, um, a lot of people in my office have been watching it. There's a, um, a Korean drama that dropped on Netflix called crash landing on you. And it's about, huh. um, it's about, a, a South Korean heiress, right? She, she, uh, runs like a fashion company. She decides to paraglide. She's testing out some of her sportswear and then she gets, uh, caught in a, in a tornado and, and Whoa. like a storm, a windstorm. And she lands in North Korea past the demarcation line. Um, and it's actually a love story between her and a North Korean, uh, general. It's really interesting. It has a lot of ramifications. I think, um, it just wrapped up uh, last week, so it was like an hour after the episodes aired in Korea, they would be dropped. Uh, Interesting. Like on, yeah. So it was like typically Korean dramas air like there's two episodes, which is similar to how telenovelas, which is what I grew up watching. Uh, it's like two times a week you watch an episode, right? So Saturday and Sunday, and so I was every week I was tuning in on Saturday mornings at eight and Sunday mornings at eight to watch uh, <laughs> these episodes. But it's actually really. It was a really compelling story. So I would say anybody that I, has been asking what I've been watching, I that just wrapped last week. I haven't cried as I have not cried that much for two people in a long time. So I would definitely recommend watching it if you want to watch something sweet and rom com. It's on Netflix. Enterprotic, uh, yes, it's on Netflix, and I, I think they. It, you know, I watch Korean dramas and things like that and Bollywood films. So I, I'm sort of interested in how other countries tell love stories, of course, but. Uh, um, yeah, that would be my, my, my plug. Go watch Crash Landing on You, everybody. All right. <laughs> All right. Lisa, anything you want to plug? Um, not exactly a movie or anything, but I think everyone should go look at the new pictures of Robert Pattinson as Batman. Because it's getting me very excited. And the new motorcycle ones came out like Friday. So I'm just even more pumped. I, I haven't, I haven't watched, uh, or, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for that movie because, like, I think Robert Pattinson has great taste, and I like Matt Reeves' yeah. other movies. But I'm also excited to see Paul Dano play a villain. Uh, I know. I, 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 really I like, think it's going to be so good. I really like Paul right. Dano's, and I really like Paul Dano as an actor. But I don't think we've ever really seen him play. I mean, he played like a a hardened criminal escaping from prison yeah. and escape at Danamora, but I've never really seen him play a bad guy, quote unquote. So I'm very curious to see that. So I'm. Uh, very much looking forward to that movie, which I guess will be coming to us sometime middle to late 2021, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So 
I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, you know, I actually don't usually plug stuff, but I'm just in the middle. I don't, I don't really binge stuff too hard like a lot of people do. I just don't really ever watch any one show all that fast. But I've in the last two days, I've watched seven episodes of High Fidelity on Hulu. Uh, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is uh, um, you know, the new uh, um, Zoe Kravitz vehicle that's inspired by the 2000 movie featuring John Cusack that also had her mom in it, Lisa Bonet, and based on the I guess 1995 book by Nick Hornby, I think. But I I never watched the 2000 movie with John Cusack, and I, I mean, I'm, I, maybe I'll go back and watch after this. I'm kind of glad I ha- I'm watching. This is my first exposure to it because I did, only have so much capacity in my life for like more entertainment about like sad white men. Like I, it's not, it's just not like, like it's not my it's not, it's not my go to genre. And if like I feel like that's from what I under, that's kind of my understanding about the movie is this guy is just going through like these relationship troubles and and recounting it in his head. And that's largely what the TV show is about. But like Zoe Kravitz is very charming, and it just feels like a a unique spin on that kind of story. And I enjoy it. And I don't know jack shit about music. So if if you like that movie and you like music a lot, I think you'll really like the show because I'm really enjoying it. Even if and a lot of it is people talking about music and being around music, and it's just that's just something I. Don't have a lot of knowledge about it, and i'm still really enjoying it a lot so that's that's what i'll recommend right now on hulu but um as usual you can find me on twitter at josh Jernavoy, j-o-s-h-j-u-r-n-o-v-o-i same thing on letterbox podcast twitter is the rewind movie pod and podcast email is rewind movie pod at gmail.com uh, coming up next we'll have a podcast on both uh sonic the hedgehog and the photograph that lissa will be joining us for so everyone uh stay tuned for for that and thanks again to lissa and denise for joining me this is a lot of fun guys i guess hopefully i'll see you guys again at some point in the next year and a half for to all the boys always yeah. and forever laura jean and we'll have much nicer things to say about it than we had to say about this one but everyone has that to look forward to so thanks to everyone for listening and we'll see you next time thanks Bye. Thanks. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.